0: How does a five-year-old boy go missing from in the middle of a field in Fruitland, Idaho? First of all, what is a five-year-old boy doing alone out in the middle of a field, but then go missing? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. First of all, take a listen to this.
4: Fruitland police are searching for a missing and endangered five-year-old. The boy, Michael Vaughn, was last seen in the area of Southwest 9th and Arizona in Fruitland late Tuesday. He was wearing a light blue Minecraft shirt and dark blue boxer briefs with sandals. Anyone with information should call 911 the Payette County Sheriff's Office, or Fruitland Police.
0: So far, uh, officers have scoured through 3,000 acres of farmland, drained irrigation ditches, searched through garbage cans, and a septic tank. I've got a lot of questions. Let's introduce an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. First of all, joining me, 27 years, Metro major case, including SWAT, now lawyer, James Shelnut at ShelnutLawFirm.com, Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining us out of the Atlanta jurisdiction, Karen L. Smith, forensic expert, uh, lecturer, University of Florida, and host of a hit series, Shattered Souls Podcast. Eric Grosarth now joining us from the area with the eastidahonews.com and you can find him on Instagram, Twitter at Eric Grossarth. Eric, I don't understand how this little five-year-old boy just goes missing. Who was supposed to be watching him? You know, that's something that investigators haven't necessarily told us yet. We do know that he was in
1: his neighborhood. It is a neighborhood in a small, small community But those streets end up right there on farm fields. So you got acres and acres of farm fields
0: and then the interstate right from there and then the Snake River. So Okay, wait, 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 wait. That was a lot of information, Eric Grosar. Eric Grosar joining me from eastidahonews.com. Let me take that one line at a time because I'm hearing open field. Then I heard you say all the streets converge at this location. Uh, a very small community, but you're leading me to believe it is a residential community, like a suburban community, and near an interstate, and near the Snake River. All of that means potential locations for this five-year-old little boy. We're talking about Michael Vaughn. What happened, Derek? Let's just start at the beginning.
1: Yeah, so Michael was last seen around his house around 6.30 p.m. that day. And at some point, his family or... Wait, wait, Eric,
0: Eric, do you have children? Eric, just curious. I do. Okay, so then you know 6.30 for children this young, uh, it's getting about supper time. if they haven't already, you know, they like to eat at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So at this point, I would assume the parents are home from work. I'm just speculating here. I don't know this. You got to help me. And the child is there at six thirty. Then what in the hey is he doing out in a field? After that,
1: and you know that's the the million dollar question there associated with this case. Somebody just said that they saw him walking along that street in in the clothes that Minecraft T shirt that they saw, and he vanished. Uh, a lot of these details haven't been released yet, just because there is a lot of unknowns. Uh, but he did at some point, walk, wander away from the house. And we all know with kids how easy it is. They can walk long distance very quickly.
0: No, actually, I don't. I don't. I know that other people say that, but I can tell you this. If the twins at age five were at home at 630, I don't know how they would have gotten out of the house and wander away without anybody noticing anything. I will tell you this, Eric Grossarth Um, on our back door, we had, of course, the door handle would, you could lock it. And then we put a, uh, what?
2: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Jackie. A side bar. Slide bar. bar. Well, listen to this, Eric. There were some steps going upstairs right beside that back door. I mean, we could stand on the step and open the door, the doorknob. It's right there together. John David Lynch and Lucy Lynch by the time they were 18 2 years old could go up two steps and reach up and change the slide bar so we had to put it something even higher up so they couldn't reach it They're like little monkeys so I'm not saying he can't get out because they could do that at 2 years old and this uh, Michael is 5 but How how has he gone that long and nobody noticed, Eric? And why aren't police telling us what happened?
1: You know, this is one of those that they're still trying to piece together everything that happened. There's a lot of information, including the search. uh, There is several investigators that have been called in to talk to people. There's been witness after witness, hundreds of them that have been coming in with different tips and they need to come in and talk with all of these people, search these homes, talk to different investigators. So there's a lot. They have said that uh, Michael's parents have been cooperative with investigators, but they still have a lot to talk about. And there's still a lot of unknowns in, in a case like this, especially where you still have this person missing. Michael's one of the few people that would probably know exactly what happened at that moment. When he walked away, that would tell them what
0: happened well, to me. Yeah, I mean, I know the child knows what happens if the child is still alive. You were earlier hearing our friends at Idaho News Six. Now take a listen to our cut two. This is Kristen Skariva, Idaho News. The
5: search for a missing
0: Treasure Valley boy escalates as it goes into a second day. Police
5: officers in Fruitland need the community's help in locating that little boy, five-year-old Michael Joseph Vaughn, is considered endangered and was last seen at his home near Southwest Ninth and Arizona in Fruitland. It was around six thirty Tuesday evening, and search efforts have begun immediately to find him. With teams walking through nearby neighborhoods, searching by air with drones, and even a helicopter, the Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue team brought their search dog to help with the effort. Vaughn is about three and a half feet tall. He
0: has blonde hair and blue eyes. He also goes by the nickname Monkey. I'm just thinking about that. Just three and a half feet tall. He's a little bitty thing. Goes by the nickname Monkey. Um, I'm looking at him right now. Big, beautiful smile. He's very, very tiny allegedly goes missing from a field near his home. Now, I'm looking at the field right now, and uh, I noticed that people going through the field are with the FBI. Now, I'm very curious as to why the Idaho State Police uh, has called in the FBI to help find Michael. But something about this story is not hanging together for me. Now, tell me about the area. That's one of my problems here at Grossarth. Joining me from EastIdahoNews.com, you're saying it is a residential community. I'm looking at the field that I I think this is the one where he was last seen. I don't see anything Uh, in the distance. I see what I think to be a structure with a few outhouses around it, but it looks like a farming structure. So is this a residential neighborhood or what? Yeah, so this is kind of common out here in Idaho.
1: You'll have these small communities with maybe five, 6,000 people. And there'll be a residential community, and then it's surrounded by farm fields. I'm in a larger town. My parents' house is here, but their backyard is farm fields, and it goes on for miles and mm-hmm. miles. So mm-hmm. there are these residential communities and these farm fields. But something else to point out that this is only about an hour from Idaho's largest city of Boise. You hop on Interstate 84 there in between Idaho and Oregon. So you're near larger communities, but there's still lots of these farm fields. And when we talk farm fields, that's another thing that investigators have been searching is canals. They got to bring the water into these fields. So there are lots of canals and different waterways. Throughout all of this, the maze of little waterways and fields in these small communities in Idaho, so yes, there is that residential aspect, but it's right next to the western farming communities.
0: Okay, now I'm starting to get an idea of what you're talking about. It's very similar to where I grew up, um, as some people would say out in the middle of nowhere in middle Georgia, there were maybe maybe four to ten houses. Uh, around our home but then if you go behind the homes there would be woods very, very heavily wooded and then it gives way to farmland as far as the eye could see so yes there are homes around his home michael's home but beyond that it's all farmland
2: The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won.
3: Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High5 Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Woo! So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around.
2: Have you had your high-five moment today? Only at high-five-casino.com. high 5 High5 Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditioned apply. See website for details. High5 Casino.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are talking about the disappearance of a five-year-old little boy. His name, Michael Vaughn. Uh, Take a listen now to our friend at the Fruitland Police Department. This is Chief J.D. Huff. Listen.
4: Today, the Fruitland Police Department, in conjunction with the state police multiple Treasure Valley law enforcement agencies and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, we continue to search for missing and endangered five-year-old Michael Joseph Vaughn, MJ to his family and friends. Michael was last seen near his residence on Southwest 9th Street in Fruitland at approximately 6.30 p.m. on July 27th, uh, 2021. Operations to date include the methodical search of the area near Michael's residence, which included two irrigation runoff ditches, which were drained by the Fruitland Public Works Department in an extensive uh, search and rescue effort, including the use of canines, aerial, and marine and land support. Idaho Fish and Game officers are continuing to search the river by boat for four to five miles downriver and back up, and in the sloughs of the Snake River as well.
0: Joining me in all-star panel, let's go straight up to James Shellnut, 27 years, Metro Major case, including SWAT, now lawyer at ShelnutLawFirm.com. James, why typically would the FBI be called in on a case like this?
6: Well, so uh, the FBI has a policy, Nancy, that says that if a child is of tender years, then the FBI will get involved in the investigation of a missing child. And tender years because. to the FBI means a child that's under 12 years old. So, if a child is under 12, all that has to be done is a call place to the local FBI office, and they will send FBI agents to come out there. Typically, the FBI does not get involved in adult cases unless there's some indication that there's some type of interstate uh, crime going on. But with a child that young, the FBI's policy is to get involved and provide assistance anytime it's requested.
0: Let me understand something else. Eric Grossar joining us from EastIdahoNews.com. Michael was last seen wearing a light blue Minecraft shirt, dark blue boxer briefs, and size eleven blue flip flops. Child eleven. Does that mean he had on his underwear? That's what they're saying is that he had his T-shirt and then
1: his boxer brief underwear and then his shoes. So he was running around that day in, in his underwear.
0: And it's my understanding that he has two siblings. And I'm curious about their ages. For those of you just joining us, the tip line is 208-642-6006. That's the Fruitland Police repeat, 208-642-6006. Joining me, forensic expert Karen L. Smith. So he's home at 630. How did he get out? And who saw him in the field? Good question. You know, he's fine. He's little. You said that your kids were able to unslide
3: the lock when they were two. So I don't know about uh, if he was out there and nobody knew. Uh, The reporter mentioned somebody seeing him on the street. Do we have any more information about that? Who was the last person to see this child? Which direction was he going? Uh, You know, was he running? Was he playing? Was he walking? Was he lost? Did he lose track of which house was his? These are all questions that should have been asked and answered already, Nancy.
0: The frantic search goes on for a five year old little boy who goes missing, seemingly right under his parents' nose. Who is this little missing boy, Michael Vaughn? Uh, again, if you could describe for me, Eric Grossarth, what he was wearing. Yeah, so Michael was last seen wearing this blue Minecraft
1: t shirt. It's been plastered all over the missing persons uh, report there. He also was wearing, I guess, a black boxer briefs with a lime green stitching and then size 11 flip flops. So he was in his t-shirt in his boxer briefs and flip flops last seen on his street running around the neighborhood. And that neighborhood again is surrounded by fields and canals and all of of that farm uh, community that we talked about a minute ago.
0: You know, part of it, to Dr. Angela Arnold, our renowned psychiatrist joining us out of the Atlanta jurisdiction, is that much like where I grew up, there's a very, very low crime rate, and people think they can let their children go play outside without watching them because nothing has ever happened in the neighborhood before. So under those circumstances, the parents probably thought, there was no problem letting him go outside. I'll tell you the burning
5: question that I'm having inside. Is this a typical behavior? Like, do, they, do the kids typically run around outside at night after dinner? And as, as you also pointed out, Nancy, where were his siblings? Like, if everybody runs around outside at night, that's, that's one thing, isn't it? But why was this the only kid, and are his siblings older or younger than him? But why was he the only one that was outside playing at this
0: time of night? Now, I understand, uh, Eric Grossart that the parents, I want to follow up on what Dr. Angela Arnold just said, the parents saw him in the home at 630. And you still can't tell me who saw him out in the field? What I can
1: tell you is that the investigators are keeping that close to them during this investigation. They've been talking to a lot of the neighbors, uh, going from home to home, looking through surveillance video. But he was seen last seen near his house at 6.30 p.m. on July 27th. So they were searching okay. shortly after that that time that he disappeared. The first alert for the neighborhood, like a reverse 911 call, was around 8.20 p.m. So a couple hours later, and investigators were searching through that neighborhood. So it wasn't like he was missing for days when he was reported missing. It was just moments after he was last seen in that neighborhood that investigators were called out and they began their extensive search.
0: You know what? The search has been extensive, but I'm still, I've, we've still got a big gaping hole in the timeline because I don't know who saw him out in that field. I know that the chi- missing endangered child alert goes out at 8 20 PM, but who saw him last at 630? Was that in the home or was that out in the field? How far away is the field from his home, Eric? So what we do know, all investigators have said, again, is that a person,
1: we don't know who that person is, but they said that somebody saw him near his home on this Southwest 9th Street, which dead ends into a farm field at 630. So investigators haven't released to us who last saw him. Somebody saw him on the street, which again goes toward the field.
0: Guys, take a listen to more from the Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff.
4: We also want to emphasize that Michael's family continues to be 100% cooperative with our investigation. And we're asking you to be extremely respectful of their privacy during this situation. Um, And we would appreciate that. Super difficult time, as you would know. So Michael was last seen wearing a light blue Minecraft T-shirt. Over here on my left, uh, dark blue blocks or briefs, child size 11 sandal, and he stands three foot seven inches tall. He's 50, 50 pounds. He's got blonde hair, blue eyes, and he answers to the nickname monkey. The Fruitland Police Department will continue to organize search and rescue operations with resources provided by the Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue Team, the Fruitland Fire Department, and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and others.
2: Tired of wandering the aisles at Walgreens trying to find the best deals? Well, we've got something that'll make your shopping experience a whole lot sweeter. Introducing Drop, the app that rewards you with free gift cards just for doing your everyday shopping. Whether it's groceries, toiletries, or your favorite snacks. With Drop, every purchase earns you points towards fantastic rewards. Download the Drop app now. Use code DROP55 when you sign up to get $5 in points.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The exhaustive search for a five-year-old little boy goes on. Police have already looked through nearly 200 garbage cans, drained canals, and irrigation ditches, and even pumped a septic tank in the area. That's interesting to me. James Sheldon, why would they pick out that particular septic tank? You you know, uh, there's some
6: indication uh, that the child may be in there. Uh, There's some indication that it is a possible dumping site for this child. Uh, and, And it's also a possible indication that the child could have fell in there um I, I think there's several reasons that they could be doing that
0: i need to explain uh, you to explain because a lot of people listening and watching right now james Shellnut, they don't know how you just fall into a septic tank so i'll let you explain that
6: yeah, well i will tell you this uh kids Kids can, uh, it, it depends on the type of septic tank, too. Is is this a type of septic tank uh, that has an access on top of it? Uh, how large is the access? Or is this one of those that you would have to move the lid? Okay, I, I think that's that's what we need there to know. There are
0: also underground septic tanks. Abs- absolutely. So i have an answer for you there, Nancy. Oh, great. Jump in. So, Nancy, this septic tank
1: that they focused in on, somebody had, so there are, was this makeshift wooden lid that was about two feet by six feet wide so that's an area that he could have easily fallen in there it was just a wooden lid all he would have had to have done is push it up a little bit and he could have fallen in that tank
6: That sheds a lot of light because, you know, the normal septic tank is, uh, you know, that that we see nowadays around most houses has got a small access hole in case it needs pumping. And to the extent it does, it has a large concrete lid that a child couldn't have moved in. That does explain a lot. And, And it tells me that the police are at least put some credibility into the fact that the child may have left on his own.
0: Agree. Agree. Because if they thought that the family was involved or the child had been kidnapped, they wouldn't be looking in a septic tank. I I, I don't think to, to explore whether he could have fallen in there by accident or while playing. To you, Eric Grossarth, is a septic tank underground or do you have to climb up on top of it?
1: From what I understand, this is one of those that's set in the ground. And, of course, they have those access points there that they can pull off when they do need to pump them in maintenance. Uh, provide maintenance on these septic tanks so from what i understand they could have been a he was playing and happened to fall in and that that seems to be a large section of their searches these canals and these other areas they were asking people to look at one point for areas where michael could have hidden in their house check their cars check little crawl spaces things like that so early on in the investigation they've been looking at hey, this kid could have wandered off and and been trapped somewhere that he was just exploring. He was inquisitive. And and that's something that happens quite frequently with five-year-old kids. Take a
0: listen to our friends at KTVB News Channel 7. From the air and on the ground, crews from multiple agencies went door to door,
4: talking to neighbors, searching yards, and nearby fields, all in hopes of finding five-year-old Michael Joseph Vaughn. Neighbors say they learned about the five-year-old's disappearance around 7.30 on Tuesday night. They say Michael was a happy kid who lived in this neighborhood with his parents and grandfather. Cynthia Walker lives in the neighborhood and was walking her dog as the search was happening. At five years old, I don't know that he uh, would wander too far without one of us seeing him by now. There are volunteers, many, many volunteers out searching, scanning the fields. And we just want to have Michael back. We want him home safe.
0: You know, I'm curious about something you said, Eric Grossarth, joining us from EastIdahoNews.com, about the interstate. How close to his location where he's last seen is the interstate?
1: Oh, you know, I'd say the closest distance is three to five farm fields away, you run into the interstate there. Can you see this location from the interstate? You know, it's kind of hard to see exactly like the two areas right there. It's very
0: flat, Eric. It's very flat land. I'm looking right at it. That field is flat as a pancake. And the reason I'm asking, I don't know who on the panel remembers uh, Shasta and Dylan Grony. They were playing in an above-ground pool in Coeur d'Alene. And if you fly over that and look down, you see nothing but green. Nothing but farmland and green forest. That's it. And this freak was driving along the interstate looks over and at a distance sees Shasta, the little girl, Grony, at that above ground pool, comes off the interstate and lay in wait. He goes in, he massacres the whole family to get Dylan, the little brother, and Shasta, Grony, and keeps them for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think I covered it nearly every night trying to find them Torturing them, molesting them. He would molest the little boy over and over and over, and he would strangle the little boy until he would pass out and then come back and wake back up over and over and over. He ended up killing the little boy. Ultimately, Shasta was with her kidnapper, and they were walking around inside like a 7 Eleven, like a quick trip. And the woman there, the clerk, had seen Shasta on one of the programs and called in a tip and saved her life. That was in the middle of nowhere, no crime, zero crime rate. But this guy driving along the interstate happened to look over and in the distance sees the little girl. And and then the whole thing unfolded. That's my curiosity. You said this is one hour from Boise. Is that correct, Eric?
1: Yeah. So this is about an hour and 20 minutes from Boise. And you talk about could somebody have seen Michael wandering away from that house on that field? So Michael's house sits on a field, but there's a little bit of an embankment down towards the end of that neighborhood where the road's up there. So it's not the clearest shot from the interstate to Michael's street there. But, again, it's always that possibility. Did he wander a good distance through these several farm fields to the interstate? I don't know. But, again, the, you're about an hour from Boise, which is a large populated area. There is a crime over there in Boise, not more than Fruitland. But, again, it's, it's hard to see it from that interstate. Do we know if there were crops coming
6: up in that field at the time, and if so, what type of crops they are? I mean, this is prime planting time. Uh,
0: just so you know, Shell Nut, the, the field I'm looking at where everybody's searching, uh, it's ankle. The The growth is at your ankle, ankle height.
2: The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome
4: to like a high apple pie today? Yes, yes. yeah!
3: I won! Woohoo! So, that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High5 Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes. Free daily rewards. Over 1200 games. Yeah. So, yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes drive around.
2: Have you had your High5 moment today? Only at high 5 High5 Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High5 Casino. Is getting gas at Shell burning a hole in your wallet?
0: Time Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about an unsolved case. The little boy is missing right now. Tip line 208-642-6006. His name Michael Vaughn. Mother Brandy and Father Tyler, desperate to get their quote monkey back. That's his nickname. I want you to take Alyssa to our Cut 16. This is Kim Fields at KTVB News Channel 7. It has been almost a week since a five-year-old boy disappeared in Fruitland. And today, the Fruitland
5: Police Department is asking residents to check security footage and search their property as they and multiple other state and federal agencies search for Michael Vaughn. Michael, who also goes by the nickname Monkey, was last seen six days ago on Tuesday evening in Fruitland. He is three feet, seven inches, weighs about 50 pounds. He was last seen wearing a blue shirt and boxer briefs. Fruitland police say that they have combed through the entire city and even surrounding areas. Also enlisted the public's help to do so. And now they're asking Fruitland residents to search their property and only their property as other agencies comb through the area. They also say
4: to again review any security footage if you have it, maybe even your doorbell cameras. Check that
0: because you never know. And they're asking anybody to report credible information to the Payette County Sheriff's Office. Speaking of ring doorbell cameras and other types of home security videos, I understand, Eric, about 60 videos from residents and businesses have been collected, and officers are coming through the footage as we speak right now.
1: Yeah, they're going through all of this footage, they're piecing together. When you have neighborhoods with green video camera one after another, you can follow a person along until those cameras stop. So, again, they're piecing all of those together, trying to see who was in the area at the time. Where was Michael going? All of that can be put together from these cameras that could have picked up something. But, again, they are – not releasing everything that they found, of course, just hoping that they won't hurt what was... Well, you know what?
0: Dr. Angela Arnold, a psychiatrist, joining us. This is a real call to arms for citizens, for people, because let me just remind you, for instance, just out of the blue, um, Molly Tippett's case was really cracked by home surveillance video that saw Molly jogging by. This home was not connected to her in any way, and then you see the perp going by in his car, reversing, going back and forth, and due to the distinct markings on the perp's vehicle, they end up finding the vehicle and thereby finding the perp and thereby finding Molly Tibbetts' body. So this is a time for everybody out there that thinks they cannot make a difference. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. Jump in, Angie. With anything that they see, Nancy, and
5: you know what bothers me a lot also is these criminals, if this was the act of a criminal, know that everyone has some sort of device now to to record people that go by. So, how bold, how emboldened do you have to be to take a child if you know, or did somebody lure the child away? But I. I hope, like you said, Nancy, that people get on their ring doorbells and look at that tape and, like you said, turn it over. See if there's absolutely anything on there that can help because this little boy has been gone for a long time, had not
0: he? And, you know, another thing, uh, I'm I'm curious. I I just do not believe it was – I don't have any fact to base this on right now, but I don't think it was one of the parents that saw the little boy out in the field because if they had seen – the parents have been totally cooperative with police. They're doing whatever's required of them. I believe if they saw the little boy out in the field, they would have told him to come home. So I think someone was driving by or walking by and saw him, and didn't think anything about it. Um, how many times have you seen a situation, and the thought goes through your mind that's not right, and you do nothing? You do nothing. Um, guys. We're getting a lot of texts and emails about what is being done to find Michael. I want you to take a listen to our cut 18 This is a, our now friend, Chief J.D. Huff. Listen.
4: You know, five-year-olds can get into almost anything. So we've looked through nearly 200 garbage cans, drained canals and irrigation ditches, and pumped a septic tank in the area that had a makeshift sure 2x6 wooden plank lid. We've gathered 60 different videos from residential and business security cameras, and we're combing through that data as we speak. To date, we've received 163 tips. All have been assigned to investigators for follow-up, and many have already been cleared. Others are being worked on as we speak. We've conservatively estimated the number of man hours from law enforcement agencies to be in the, hour, or to be in the range of 2,500 man hours. And that doesn't include our EMS, search and rescue partners, or the hours put in by the volunteers from our community. I got to tell you, I've never seen a police presence like this. And on behalf of Michael's family and the citizens of the city of Fruitland, I sincerely extend our thanks to the chiefs and sheriffs who have came to our aid providing manpower and resources over the last week and certainly in the weeks to come.
0: That's not all. Take a listen to our cut 20 and the last hours. This is what the chief has to say.
4: Drone flights will continue along with riverbank searches by boat. This morning, the search continued in the area below Southwest 8th Street, where some heavy, heavy foliage was removed and a specialized canine was deployed. In the near future, we have a dive team scheduled to search pond in the sloughs down in the area of Southwest 8th. Um, and our search effort and rescue efforts will continue as long as we have those resources available to continue that.
0: You know, what means a lot to me. Let me go out to you, Karen Smith, is that the parents are so cooperative. Of course, you first look in the home uh, you, uh, and that's to be expected. You look at the parents and the siblings as suspects, the grandfather, anybody that's in and out of that home, because statistically speaking, that is where your part will lie. But I'm always um, reminiscent, I always think of Mark Klass, who's the poster parent for this. When his daughter, Polly, went missing from a sleepover at her own home, um, he tells the cops, here, take my DNA, my fingerprints, my hair, whatever, search my place, search my car, search my business, do whatever you have to do. I don't care so you can get past me and look for her kidnapper. And they did. These parents, from all I understand, are being completely cooperative.
3: Yeah. And that is so important. You know, when you have a home where a child lives or and siblings, sibling, you go inside, you look at the home, you, you kind of take in all of the information. Are there toys? Is it fairly clean? You know, is there food in the fridge? All of the things that we look for as far as making sure it's not an abusive situation. It doesn't sound like that at all. These people are helping, they are desperate, and God bless them. I really hope they find Michael uh, safe. But here's the thing, Nancy, they are expanding this search out and further out and further out. You have Route 30 to the east of their home. You have Interstate 84 to the west. You have the Snake River, which is right there at I-84, and that borders Oregon. So, you know, and I hate to say this, but the first place my mind went when I heard this little boy was missing under really strange circumstances like that was where are all the sexual predators and sexual offenders in this area? Because every single one of them needs to be investigated within a 30 to 40 mile radius of this home.
0: Well, Karen Smith, you're right. You're right, and there's nothing wrong with your mind or what you're thinking. That is SOP, to look at known or registered sex offenders or people that have even had arrests in the area, and you nab them first and question them and search their homes. And I'm assuming that has been done. Guys, I want you to take a listen to R-Cut 22 from News Channel 7KTVB. Well, bring Michael home. Those
5: are the words plastered on flyers, signs, and social media posts around the Treasure Valley. Five-year-old Michael Vaughn has been missing for 10 days. Search efforts around the city of Fruitland and nearby have not slowed down, and people around the area say they
0: won't slow down until they know where he is. This little boy now missing for days and days. The tip line, 208-642-6006. Take a look at Michael Vaughn. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing.
1: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com
5: compatibility.
0: Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com
2: Get the Drop app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download Drop now. Use code DROP66 to instantly receive $5 in points.